Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 52 of A View to a Cocker Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Ninja Sentai Cocker Ranger. Every week we have been watching an episode of the show and sharing our thoughts with you, but Dave, this is the last week we're doing that. This is it. For Kaku Ranger. For Kaku Ranger. Yeah. yeah I, I think we should stress that this is it for Kaku Ranger. Uh, it is not it for the Super Sentai Brothers. <laughs> no, we are uh, we're going strong. Um, but yeah, this is the last week, Dave. After like three false finales in this series, we are finally at the end. I am. Man, I tell you, I have mixed feelings. I do too. It's it always kind of snuck we- up on me. It did. Well, you know, that's your own fault, Gosei Sentai Kaku Ranger, because it's not Gosei Sentai, it's Ninja Sentai. That's your own fault, Ninja Sentai Kaku Ranger, because you, you juked on me too many times, and uh, now it actually yeah, it, is over, and I wasn't actually kind of totally prepared for it. <laughs> it. It was the show that, like, the boy who called Wolf, but, like, it was the show who called Finale. So much so. Yeah. Episode fi- okay, so we're watching the last two episodes today. Episode 52 of this show, which is not the last episode of this show, is called Finale, Father and Daughter. And then the last episode is called Final Episode, Ceiling. Which? Like, they- like come on, dudes. And honestly, after having watched the two episodes, because I've, I've already watched them, um... After having watched the two, like, I kind of get what they're saying because the action really does hit its climax in the, like, penultimate episode. Um, But, like, you can't call it the finale if it's not the end of the show, you guys. Yeah, no. Okay, I actually did also watch them. Uh, Just our schedule has been super weird today. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if I actually agree with that. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it. Oh, by the way, Matt, I know that we are... We're, okay, sorry. We're not doing five stars this week, guys. Um, if you're a longtime listener of the show, for these last epi- this last episode, we do the last two episodes like we said at once, and, uh, and so there's just no, there's no five stars. But, Matt, uh, I will just say I am... I've, I've discovered recently a number of food hacks... Okay. Because everything, yeah, well, uh, I say hacks very loosely, and I sort of hate myself for saying it, because I don't think that, like, every good thing you do in your life is a hack, necessarily. Sure. It's just, like, a good thing that you can do, but um, I have been putting, like, just a dash of vanilla extract in my lemonade, and it is oh, real tasty. Sounds very delicious. When I say sounds, I mean both like I believe that it's delicious. And also I I believe I can hear your glass clinking uh from well across town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. There's some uh there's some ice clinking around in that cold, yeah. cold bevy. Actually also speaking of speaking I love of a cold hacking, bev. Yeah, I know, right? Speaking of hacking, by the way, uh hey, big thanks to our old buddy uh and friend of the show, Nick Douglas, for shouting us out on the Life Hacker website. And, uh, oh yeah, and they they did a uh, sort of the show. They were doing a podcast roundup, and uh, because we are close personal friends, he threw us on the list, which I think is probably uh, to date and probably ever uh, the only time that our show will be on the same list as anything um, done by Paul F. Tompkins. So listen, hold out, listen, Matt. Don't um, don't let that torch die out. Don't let it. Don't let the dream die. That could be. Uh, full disclaimer, he did say on the list that he is friends with us, but that he does genuinely enjoy the show. So thanks quite a bit, Nick. And um, if you yeah. found the show because of Lifehacker, A, 
welcome. B, if you do go back and listen to old episodes, which I, I think are good, I, yeah. I hope we get better over time, but I can tell you something that definitely gets better over time is the audio quality. The audio quality of those early episodes is just very, very bad. Right. So, I mean, you know, we, we, we were doing thing. our best. I was... I was just shouting into my phone and hoping that it worked. And producer Mark was doing like moving heaven and earth to make it sound good. Yeah. So uh, sorry for that thing, but welcome to the show. If you have, uh, if you found us that way. So uh, this is a weird also, episode. This is to maybe start not on. a great episode to start. <laughs> Don't, yeah, exactly. What? You may want to go back, listen to the old back, ones. I would suggest to listen to like something earlier on in the season. Cause this is going to make, if you've never seen super Sentai, First of all, like a hallmark of the show is that it doesn't make a lot of sense, and it makes even less sense if you're watching literally the last episode of a show that you've never seen. Uh, and also, so don't don't listen to this episode yet. Also, don't wait and watch or and start listening next week because next week uh, we are going to be doing our traditional season wrap up episode where we won't actually be watching an episode of Cocky Ranger because we're all out. Um, we will try to watch some of the like Cocky Ranger adjacent materials, like other Sentai shows where these characters have appeared. Yeah, uh, I, that was a, uh, I was actually looking it up, Matt. The Go Kiker episode is a two-parter, I yes, guess, it is with Cocky with Ranger. A, it is a two-parter that largely features Ninja Man, although I think Surikime makes an appearance. Um, and then in last year's Super Sentai, uh, Ninninger, um, Sasuke is in at least one episode, so okay, nice. I'm, oh yeah, you I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yesterday, last week, yeah. So we've got a lot of episodes. We've been doing this for a few years now. So go, I would listen to some of the early stuff, some of the earlier stuff um, before people knew we were cool. Right. That makes I mean, you we cool. always knew. Anyway, <laughs> um, anyways. So so let's let's get. We're into not doing it, the man. five stars. Let's just do it. So we start so, off, you, you may recall where we dropped off or ended the show last week was Surihime was in a cave uh, where she was about to stab her statue father in the chest. Um, yes. And the rest of the cock, er, the cock Rangers are outside trying to stop her, but being thwarted by Yamamba and the flowery Kuno Ichigumi. Nailed it. Only on the second uh, try. Well, I mean, it's like the 40th try throughout the course of the season. Yeah. Matt, real quick, this is as good a time to say as anything. I was, uh, I so I, like I said, I did already watch these episodes, but I was also watching the twins at the same time, and the twins have never seen a computer, and so they think it's just the single most fascinating object in existence. Well, so in order to cool. get both of those things, to, I mean, computers are admittedly very very cool uh cooler i think than maybe we give them credit for in our hectic hectic day-to-day life but anyways um so i did watch both of the episodes but i do not actually have notes because as soon as my computer came out like and it's a touchscreen computer the mm-hmm. twins were just slamming their fists their tiny tiny mm-hmm. hands into it you so know, I'm, I'm not surprised that they're interested in the computer i am a little surprised that they were paying attention to the computer when going on in the same room was ninja sentai kaka ranger because it's all like yeah. bright colors and flashing lights. Like yeah, it is a kids show, was, despite the way that we talk about it. I was also a little it. bit surprised. I thought that they would be more entertained by Cocker Ranger, but no, they just wanted to like jam their hands on the clicky keys. So okay, uh, well, if I forget did, anything, I'm yeah. going to need you to dive in. 
But I, I've got the high points. Yeah. And there's a few so, yeah. just delicious details that I that I made sure to make, okay. make a mental note of so we could talk about them when we get there. Well, you are in luck, Dave, because I actually watched both of these episodes twice today. I watched them both this morning because uh, I wanted okay. to sit down and watch them without taking notes to really like just really sit down and enjoy them. And right. then later, oh, like nice. before. Before we started doing the episode, I went back to rewatch them so I could take detailed notes. So I should be okay. Okay, cool. So as you said, we start this episode off. Tsuruhime is in the thing, the cave. She's got a magical skull sword that is theoretically like the only sword that can kill her dad, who is a possessed statue. And outside, the other rangers are fighting uh, Rage Demon Yamamba and the flowery Kunoichigumi. Yes. Uh, and they are not doing well because the yokai have been powered, like supercharged powered, by all of the like hate and despair energy that is coming out of the yokai energy cloud that has been floating above the city the entire series. Yes. Uh, you know, it's been feeding and uh, and on all the hate and pain that the yokai have caused. And Hakamenro, who again is, is Surahime's dad, was sent out to cause like the final, the final push, I guess, for lack of a better way to say it, to like really ultra charge this cloud. And that is what Yamamba is drawing on. So Yamamba is not letting them in and is saying that Surihime is about to kill her dad. And if you kill your parents, then that will send you into like a despair spiral from which you will never recover. Yes. Which A, I think is an interesting point for like the plot of this show. And B, is like a pretty obvious, like it shouldn't be the moral that has to be put into a kid's show. Uh, but if you are going to start inserting morals into these shows, please don't kill your parents is a pretty good one. I was going to say it's not probably where I would jump to first. But I guess if you feel the need to express it, then yeah, express that one. Like, don't don't stab your dad. Yeah. Don't do, do it. It's a, it is a bad call. It's but a what bad, is a good call. call is rescuing your friends. And that is what happens here. So the the four rangers who are outside, all the guys, are in big trouble. And they're about to get just continually beaten. But from out of the shadows comes our old friend, the little boy, who we found out some episodes ago was actually a good yokai, uh, Boon. And yes. his two dogs, who we also found out are not actually dogs, but are in fact like... Ninja twins. Suri, Surihime's like older brother, like older foster brother yes. twins who disappeared years ago, Taro and Jiro. Yeah. Now there is a quick moment where, uh, sorry, this is before Boon and Taro and Jiro in dog form show up. And Yamaba says like, once Surihime, like it doesn't matter. You'll never, she's talking to the Rangers. She says, you're never going to be able to get to Surihime. I'm just going to kill you first. Which does lead me to ask, do, like, do you really need Tsuruhime to kill her dad? That, like, if right. you can just because kill the other four rangers, then you're good. I feel like sometimes they get really heated and lose track of their plans. Because <laughs> when they talked about the plan last episode, the plan was to send Tsuruhime into this, like, shame and despair spiral right, to break up the then, cocky rangers so they could pick them off individually yeah but like if you're just gonna 
if you can, in fact, like I'm not saying I'm not like rooting for Yamamba, but like if you can, in fact, kill them all four just now, then you're, the whole rest of your plan is really convoluted and, and ultimately kind of unnecessary. Okay, here here is what I have to believe is that their plan was to break them up so they could kill them all individually later. But when they got in the field, they're like, you know what? We're feeling this. Like, we could probably actually yeah, just actually kill them now. Like, this is going, squirrely. Yeah, like, this is going a lot better than we thought it would. So why don't we just murder all these dudes now? Let Surihime kill her dad in the cave. And then we, when she comes out, we'll kill her too. Like, we get Hakamenra off the table because we don't actually like that guy. And then the yokai can go on with ruling the world. Right. Uh, yeah, I feel like that has to be the case. But that plan is thwarted because Boone and Taro and Jiro show up. And, and that is enough to turn rad. the tide. And now here is what is great about this fight. So the the four Kakarangers who are outside have been untransformed at this point, right? Like they, they've gotten knocked out of their like super costumes. I feel like this happens to the Kakarangers way more than it ever happened to the Die Rangers of the Jetman. I Am think I maybe it happens... That? I think it maybe happens to them more than the Jetman, but I remember in Die Ranger there being a lot of fights where they weren't wearing their costumes. Anyways, so they are un they are untransformed. Right. And what's really cool about this is they're fighting the flowery Kunoichi Gumi, but for some reason, and I think that the reason is that it's the end of the show and so they want to like show everybody, none of the flowery Kunoichi Gumi are wearing their helmets. Like, they're, they are otherwise transformed, but they are unhelmeted. And so you get, yeah. like, the untransformed Kaka Rangers fighting the unhelmeted Flowery Kunoichi Gumi. See, I got it now, and so I'm just going to keep saying it. Yeah, no, just ride um, that train to the very end, because you're basically out of time to do it. I do really right. dig that the Kunoichi Gumi just wear bows in their hair. I dig that a lot. Um, I uh, love, like, I may have mentioned this before, but I love any time you get an untransformed fight. Because, like, once the rangers are in their costumes, like, they're always wearing full head masks. Right. So you can't, so much of what they have to do then is all through body language. And, like, Which they do a good like, job Like, they're very it. good at it. Yeah. But is not, it's just not as expressive or as interesting as watching, as watching, like, actual people go for it. And so anytime you can get a really extensive fight, where they're not transformed, or for some reason they don't have their helmets on, I'm a big, big fan of that. Oh, absolutely. And this is a good one, uh, which is nice, because it's really the last full fight we're going to get in between these two teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is it. So, but Boon and Taro and Jiro arriving is enough to, as you said, tip the scales, and everybody else is, is still occupied except Sasuke. Yeah, Jiraiya Sa- says, like, Sasuke, like, go ahead, we've got this, go stop Surihime. Like, you're the dude. And, uh, man, I just, like, the team dynamic in, in Kaka Ranger, I feel like, is really, really good. And so Sasuke dips. So he runs into the cave, and he finds Surihime. And before we get into what is actually a really, really good scene, Matt, there is something I need to bring up. Okay. And... Of all the things that I'm going to miss about Kaku Ranger, I think the thing that I might miss the most is is keeping track of the ever-progressing train wreck that is Sasuke's <laughs> civilian clothing. Because, and he may have had this on before, and I just never noticed it, but he runs in. Uh, he is wearing boots, blue socks, black leggings, jeans, a red well, jorts. like jorts, yeah, j- j- cut off jorts, a red headband, and then like a big blousey like 
reddish flannel shirt with long red sleeves. That's all old and, hat. Uh, and don't forget, under that, he is wearing the full length uh, black turtleneck. Oh, yeah, that's right. So he's been wearing that the whole time. The thing that I did just notice is that when he runs in to grab Surihime, he's wearing a watch that is buckled on the outside of his sleeve. <laughs> like he put his shirt on, buttoned the, cu- buttoned the cuffs, and then put a watch on over that. Listen, he's, he's just got to know what time what to it is. do anymore. Like, I just don't know how to handle who's making these decisions. I mean, I would it's assume too, it's Sasuke. It's too much. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that this is the... Okay, I just have to... Or under, do you mean like outside of say, the fiction? Like, who works on this show who is making these calls? No, that's what I need to know. Right. Who's actually making this call? I, I feel like I have to say that I'm glad this is the last episode of Kaku Ranger. Because just who knows? Who knows what like they where it could done. have gone? You know what I wonder is yeah to Sasuke and ultimately to me, like to my psyche. So um, imagine if you will the person who makes these decisions, right? Because like I'm sure they're doing the the wardrobe on the whole show, and the ward like the wardrobe on this whole show is like bonkers. Is yeah. that what this? person like is that what the person who works in wardrobe dresses like is that what they think looked cool that year i mean honestly you know what this was in 1990 what five maybe it did look cool that year maybe we have spent an entire year like getting down on these terrible clothing that like honestly in japan in the mid 90s were like the hippest thing because when you watch like sentai shows now everyone is dressed like super like they got cool hair and cool clothes like maybe that's just what this was and we just completely missed it which i kind of love right like that's why we're watching the old shows and not the current stuff yeah okay that's a really really good point is uh they are sort of beautiful time capsules of what is super cool i just i just don't i can't handle it um okay so let's get into this actually what is a really really good scene yeah, it, it's so a weird, Sasuke it's, it's a very good scene with one weird moment. Yeah, so Sasuke, aside from the watch, so Sasuke runs in and he sees Suruhime and like, Suri, we can tell Suruhime is about, she, sorry, she's not killing her dad because she's like angry. If you've forgotten from the last episode, remember, she has been tricked into thinking that killing her dad is the only way to like, Killing his, like, weird stone statue form body is the only way to release his soul from, like, eternal torment. So that's where she's at. So we... But she couldn't do it because it's like, no, it's still my dad. I can't stab him. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, she couldn't do it last episode. When when Sasuke gets to the cave and you see Surahime, she can do it now. Like, she has worked her way through those emotions and now she's just about to stab her dad in the chest. Yeah, she is, like, she has steeled herself. She's got the sword in both hands. She is... She's ready to go. Uh, Sasuke runs in and grabs her and is trying to like hold her back from stabbing her dad with this magic sword which now that we're in this scene I'm kind of wondering was that sword ever actually magic? Like Yamamba said this is a magic sword and it's the only thing that can like kill your dad but it's probably just a machete with like a silver skull like hot glued to the pommel, right? <laughs> well, like, that's this is not isn't... actually something like she, she's not actually freeing her dad's soul. This is all a trap. So it's probably just like a 
a knife. It's a big knife. It's a big, well, he's a big, like, rock statue. He's a big rock statue thing now. So maybe it's got, like, it's enchanted for, like, damage versus rocks or something. In any case, she's about to do it. Sasuke stops her. She is, like, fighting against him because she still feels like she has to do this thing. Yeah, she's like, this is it. I have to release my dad's soul. Here's the weird moment. The way that Sasuke, because he's trying to, like, hold her and, like, grab her arms and it's not working. And so he just punches her in the face. Yeah! Did not see that one coming. Not even a little bit. And it made me uncomfortable. I will admit that. Well, it made me super uncomfortable until it worked. Which actually, I I don't know if that should make me more or less comfortable. Like, that's not all. That's okay. Speaking of lessons that you should teach kids, like don't stab your dad. Lessons that you should not teach kids. Like, is that woman over there being hysterical? Just slap her. That'll bring her back to her senses. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good moments in these (laughs) last two episodes about like being excellent to each other, which as we will find out later, is like a big thrust in the finale. Uh, This is Mm -hmm. not. This is not that. Yeah, it, no, it's not. But Sasuke uh, has learned a lot over the course of this show, but this is not a good lesson to take from him. Right, uh, but it does work. Like, it does work. Oh, sure. Uh, and she sort of then collapses in a heap because she has been sort of brought out of the moment where she was about to kill her dad and is forced to confront the fact that she was, in fact, totally going to do it. But, like, she has yeah. a little bit of a meltdown. Uh, Sasuke helps her up, and they start talking about what their next steps are. But outside, Yamamba has grown, uh, and she is a giant, and she is, like, stomping around, and she commands Hakamenro to get up and murder those two. Because, yeah. like, they're, like now they're just stuck in a cave with a dude who might kill them, uh, which is not a good yeah, position. Yeah, like, <laughs> because, again, he is still, like, an evil... He is still an evil statue man. Right. And now he gets up and he starts chasing after them. Um, Yamamba starts like stepping on top of the cave and it starts like sort of a bunch of boulders falling around. And is it, it is at this moment that I, watching the episode, have a lot of bad like flashback moments to the episode in Die Ranger, which also takes place in this cave where... Um, Ko is reunited with his mother and then his mother is immediately crushed to death by boulders. And so getting reunited with your parents in this cave in a Sentai show is just like, it's fraught, dude. It is a dangerous proposition. Yeah. um, It doesn't... Well, this one at least works out a little bit better for Tsuruhime than it did for... Ko. Ko. I was like, I felt real bad. You literally just said his name. So, um... They're running out, and Hakamenru is, like we said, he's an evil statue, so he is chasing them with, uh, you know, with intent to kill. Right, he and is, they're trying to fight back, but it's not going well. Right, well, because, again, they are trying to to not kill him. Right, but, like, he is just pressing them further and further towards this cliff face, right? And Sasuke sort of gets knocked over. It now it's just Surihime and Hakamenro. The other three rangers who had been waiting outside try to, like, get over to her. But Yamamba is giant right now, and she's just zapping them with eye lasers. So they can't really get over. And so it's just Surihime and Hakamenro at the edge of this cliff face, and it's not looking good. And when I say on the edge of it, I mean, okay, there's a lot of this show shot on a quarry, Matt. 
This is what I can only describe as having gone full quarry. By okay. Which, by which I mean, like, all of the other times that we've, we like, you know, like, they're in a quarry, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, we make a lot of jokes about it. Really, what we mean is they're in, like, a really large pit that has gravel in it mm-hmm. that we have always assumed to be a quarry. This is a straight-up legit, there are still, I think it's like a working quarry. There's still, like, large blocks of stone with, like, the cut lines in them. This is, like, a full-on functioning quarry at yeah. this point. <laughs> and I just appreciate that they waited until the last, like, like, it feels like they were saving it, Matt. But just this last... Like you thought we you thought you had seen some quarries before, guys. You ain't seen nothing. Here's a real quarry for you. So they're in you a, know, at the have, end of this quarry. Have you ever wondered if um like the production company of this show owns that quarry? Like they like they bought a quarry in a warehouse thirty years ago and they're like, Nope, like that's where we shoot stuff. I dude, I feel like they they have to. Or I mean, ultimately Maybe quarries are just one of a few locations that don't care if you set off a bunch of pyrotechnics all the time. Well, that's also true. So anyways, they are at the cliff of this quarry, and Hakamenro is slowly forcing Tsuruhime back, back, back towards the edge uh, and her certain doom. When all of a sudden, all the, of a, sudden. A, a, a red and yellow flash appear, and Taro and Jiro show up. And when I say Taro and Jiro, I don't, well, I briefly mean the dogs that Taro and Jiro have been turned into. But as they jump onto Hakamenro, they both transform back into their human forms. Which, if yes. you'll recall, are um, Kazu from Dire Ranger and his twin brother. Yeah, uh, which is a great, man. It's like, it's such a cool moment. So, they uh, they get him... They they don't like. They don't rescue Suruhime right out, but they do manage to get uh, Hakamenro sort of like off of her back long enough that she can kind of escape. But then they all go over the cliff. Yeah. So like they all go down, and Suruhime is like momentarily fr- safe. Um, but then, like, she cannot go follow after them because Yamamba is still giant and the other four rangers run over to her and is like, hey, uh, we've got a, a pressing matter right now. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, it's kind of weird to leave. I, I guess cliffhanger is not actually the right word, like, because they fell off the cliff. But, like, it's kind of weird to just leave that bit not dangling again because it has fallen. Um, right. But they have to go into the giant fight now. Right. And so they transform, and um, Tsurihime sort of gets to be the one who, like, stands in the middle and has the camera focus on her when they're transforming. Which I think is reasonable. This is very much her episode. She's in the title. Mm -hmm. Um, They all transform, and, like, stuff goes, like, to 11 very quickly. Because... They transform, they call their giant, like, you know, they call all the giant robots that comprise Kakure Dai Shogun. Kakure Dai Shogun yes. is put together, Mateki Shogun shows up, and Ninja Man shows, sh- show up, and then Kakure Dai Shogun becomes Super Kakure Dai Shogun when uh, Super Samara appears? It's the yes. last episode, I should have learned how yeah. to pronounce that at some point. But it's too late. I, I could only have too done late. either that or the flowery Kunoichi Gumi. Um, and apparently, I have made my decision. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So they're squaring off all of the good giant robots against the bad giant monster, as we have often seen. Um, and they get to fighting immediately. Now, initially, Yamamba is like, hey, um, what's up? You cannot beat me. Like, you like, literally... Straight up. This, like, you... This, I am undefeatable. I am invincible. And they start fighting, and... It seems like Yamamba's full of it because, like, I mean, for okay, she does put up a pretty good fight considering she's fighting all of them at the same time. But she does go down. Right. And, and, and in pretty short order, too. But then uh, she got knocked down, Dave, but she does get up again. Um, because as it turns out, it is very difficult to keep her down. Uh, she gets zapped by power coming out of this yokai cloud that just brings her right back up to like 100% full health and energy. Yeah, she so she just pops right back up and keeps on fighting. And they actually do this. We actually get a pretty good giant robot fight, which is cool, because uh, oftentimes, so often when you get the giant robot suits out, it's basically one and done. Like, the fights are very short because they just use like Bradonic Saber or, you know, whatever it is that they use to finish the fight across the thing, and then that's it. But we get, like, a pretty protracted giant robot fight. Well, yeah, giant robot every, slash giant like, yokai fight. Every time they knock her down, she's able to get up. And, like, it's not just hitting her with normal attacks. Like, they are hitting her with finishing moves. Like, the you know, Muteki um, Shogun has the Flaming Shogun Sword. And, like, it's good. It does knock her down. She's having a bad afternoon. But then pretty shortly, she gets zapped by the evil yokai lightning and gets right back up. Yeah. So they are just like, they're actually, it's kind of weird. They're, they don't kind of seem to know what to do with her. Like, they got as far as, like, kill her, but then she got back up. Right. Well, I mean, to be fair to them, normally that works. Like, normally if you hit somebody with all your finishers and they fall over and are about to die, like, the fight's over. They haven't had to do it twice. <laughs> um, right. But in this case, like, she gets up and then she proceeds to, like, really go to town on them. All of the giant robots are sort of down on the ground and she is lording over them, like, laughing. Saying, like, listen... I wasn't kidding before. You cannot beat me. I am powered by this huge cloud of despair and hatred that is coming from the emotions of humans. And so long as despair and hatred exist in the world, I will have infinite power to keep knocking you down. Yeah, like, and this is says, like... Yeah, do you like, not get it? People will continue to hate each other forever. Like, and, and we get this montage of people in the city. Like, it cuts away... To, like, an old, like, not old, but, like, a middle-aged-ish lady gets on the train, and there's a young guy there, probably in his 20s, and he's got a manga, and he looks up at the lady, and you can tell that, like, he ought to be getting up for her, but he doesn't, and she looks crestfallen. Right. And then we and then... cut to, like, some street, some amazingly dressed street toughs, like, carjacking somebody. Yeah, well, okay, uh, so real quickly, uh, one of them, I think, has a baseball bat, one of them has something else, and one of them has, like, a wooden bamboo, like, a bamboo practice sword. Yeah, has, like, <laughs> a kendo stick. This dude with. And then there is a puppy, and it talks about, like, killing, and I think the idea is that somebody was planning to drown this puppy because there's a puppy in a box. It's, like, like a floating cardboard down a box. river. 
Um, and by the way, in case you were wondering, is this an adorable puppy? Yes, of course. It's a super yeah. adorable puppy. Yeah, it's probably the second guys. most adorable puppy we have seen in a Sentai so far. So, and I think the idea is that like the puppy would drown. It's like, guys, that's an open box. And dogs very famously know how to paddle. <laughs> like, that dog will probably be okay. But you get it. Right. Well, I think that was better than like showing some, <laughs> showing a dead dog. Throw, yeah, it like, was a, a little better. Dave. Being hooked over a bridge. So anyway, she's like, "It's people are never going to be cool with each other. You can't be me. Like it's game over, Rangers. And the Rangers themselves are like in despair. They're like, "Yeah, we're not actually sure how this one's going to go." Yeah, like, and they're kind of turning to Sasuke. Like, Sasuke, is she right? Like, can we beat them? And he is sort of without words. Like, he doesn't really know what to do. And then he looks, he looks at the cockpit of his giant robot into the quarry, Dave. And he sees a beautiful yellow flower growing in the quarry. And he has this moment where he's like, look at that flower. If that flower is able to thrive and grow in this, like, barren wasteland of the quarry, then, like, we should be able to, like, continue to thrive and grow even in, like, the barren wasteland of, like, humanity's hatred powering this unstoppable yokai. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And the the three god generals, who, of course, are there because they are the robots that they're inside of, are like... Hello, Kaku Rangers. Like, hello. Check, That's a pretty check good this out. Shogun. Yeah. Check it out. Like, people actually be. are okay sometimes. <laughs> and so we cut back to the city, and we see, like, the, the, the young manga guy still didn't want to give up the seat, but somebody else on the train, like, made him get up to let the old lady sit down. And we see somebody fish, like, the dog out of the river. Oh, it's a we little girl. See... She saves the dog. <laughs> we, we never do see the guy who was getting carjacked and beaten up by the thugs. Like, that well, guy did say... totally just, like, get beaten up and lose his car. Yeah, you can't save that one. That <laughs> That meeting was already in progress. And Matt, (laughs) I I love this because it's the most, it's like the most anime ending ever. Because they see this flower and this like reminds that, you know, okay, actually, let me like back that up a second. Because I was about to say like, this is the most anime ending ever. Like it's like fun and goofy. And it is fun and goofy. But... There is literally, let me be a nerd. Can I be like a separate kind of nerd for like a hot second if you'll you'll indulge me? There is a poem by Alfred Lord Tennyson called Flower in a Crannied Wall. And it's basically like... Oh yeah, Flower in a Crannied Wall, I plucked thee from the crannies. Yeah, like he sees this flower and he's just like, man, if I could figure out like what is up with this flower, like I would be able to unlock the secrets of the universe. Uh, yeah, like so. Uh, oh, oh, what? Gosh, that like for some reason that is a poem that I used to have memorized, probably because it's only like eight lines. Yeah. It, okay. It goes flower in a cranny while I pluck you out the crannies, and I behold you root and all. If I can under. Wait a minute. Flower in a cranny while I pluck you out the crannies. If I can un- if I could know you root and all and all and all, then I should know what God and man is. That's what it is. There we go. And this has been.
Dave's Poetry Corner. Yeah, not a great poetry corner because I flubbed the poem. But uh, but yeah, so I was about to say it's like, this is goofy, but like one of the greatest poets in English literature wrote <laughs> wrote basically the ending to Cocker Ranger, so like, I don't know if we can throw too much shade. Um, but the three god generals are like, yes, Sasuke, like you, like you figured it out, like great job. And then there's like a rainbow of energy that like shoots up and destroys the cloud. Yeah. So the the th- when they when they all stand up and the three god generals say like, listen, um, in the same way that like the yokai and the yokai cloud and ener- like energy cloud represent like despair and like hatred and fear, like we the three god generals represent hope and love and courage and so like like those three things specifically right like we have the power to break despair and fear and hatred and like you the cocker rangers must show the rest of the world like shine this light for them and like defeat the hatred that exists and it's great like this is this kind of moment is the stuff that I love in the finale episodes of Sentai shows. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, these, like, of course, these giant robots that used to be dudes represent and embody all of hope and love and courage. And our five color corded ninja superheroes must be that shining light which beckons to all, showing them the right way to, like, act. Like, of course, it's perfect. Right. Um, just real quickly, Matt, because I just I'm really sorry I couldn't help myself. I actually did get the poem slightly wrong. It okay, reads, no, let's let's circle back around. Yeah, please. It does read Flower in the crannied wall, I pluck you out of the crannies. I hold you here, root and all, in my hand. Little flower. But if I could understand what you are, root and all, and all in all, I should know what God and man is. So that's the full poem. And this has been Dave's Poetry Corner, Part 2. Yeah, the better the better part. Hey, listen, Part 2 is often better. Yeah, so it's amazing. It, it, like, a rainbow shoots out, and, like, the cloud is destroyed. Now, we do have to admit, like, people are still not cool to each other. Like, there is hatred in the world. And we're actually going to deal sure. with that philosophical conundrum, philosophical slash ninja conundrum in a minute. <laughs> but I think we must assume that, like... The cloud itself was, like, powered by human negativity and hate, but is somehow, like, a coherent mass of, like, evil yokai energy. And having, like, amassed enough, like, goodness beams to destroy it, like, yes, there is still negativity in the world, but, like, the power of this, like, particular yokai nastiness bank is like destroyed right because and so, Yamamoto doesn't get back up again right well I mean she does briefly because she's still standing here but then they yeah, say yeah, yeah. like Yamamba, your power has been broken um, like the power of hatred like has been defeated and now we're gonna punch you with our magic robot fists <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it works real well they do it yeah, and your mom goes down, and she is like, 
she is shocked. Like, a lot of people see, a lot of these yokai seem disappointed or sad when they are killed. Yamamba is just really flabbergasted. Like, how did this happen? Yeah, she, well, you know, like, things weren't going super well for her uh, for a while, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she goes down, and that is sort of it for the giant fight. And now we can go back to the other super important thing that's going on. Yeah. So what we see is that we see uh, Taro and Juro, and they are down with Hakamenro. And, like, they're down, and he's down, and the rangers show up, like, down at the bottom of this quarry. Yeah. And uh, Tsuruhime, now Tsuruhime did not see Taro and Juro when they were in their human form, like, the last time. Like, they'd heard right. about, she heard about it, and she was super excited, but she did not actually get to see them, like, human face to human face. Yeah, so this is the first time she has actually seen their human forms in, what, like, ten years or something? Um, Yeah, like, ten years or maybe slightly more. Um, and so she runs up, she's like, oh my gosh, Taro, Jiro, like, and like, they are not doing well. Like, they have fallen off of a cliff. Like, they're ninjas, superhero people, but like, it's they did just 100% cliff. fall off a cliff. Yeah, it's a real, real tall cliff. So they, man, like, it's a really good moment. And I am super invested in Taro and Jiro, even though they are not actually in this show a whole lot. Because, like, the story kills it, man. Like, they did just a really, it's like foster twins, like, that were raised with her, and then they turned into magic dogs. So yeah, they say, like, and, but, like, like, they, like, even when they were dogs, they never stopped, like, working to help and protect her. Oh, so good. Um, so she gets to them, and they say, listen, um, like, this we is... were, like, Daimao cursed us. Yeah. So that, like, we could only change back and forth a few times, and this was it. Like, we were this able was to our change last back shot. into humans, but now we are, like, destined to die. She is heartbroken, but they're like, listen, no, like, it's okay. We are happy to have been able to protect you one last time. And I know, oh. this is this is them saying oh. it now, like, I know that you were willing to, like, kill Hakamenro to, like, for the greater good, to save everybody. And, like, that impulse is good, like, to want to save everybody. But what is a Better impulse is to protect everyone that you love. Um, <laughs> Better impulse is to not stab your dad. <laughs> right. Um, and Sasuke comes over and says, like, yeah, like, they're right. And not only are they right, like, they have proved how right they are with their actions. Like, they were willing to sacrifice themselves to save the ones they loved instead of, like, sacrificing other people to, like for some sort of nebulous greater good that actually was probably just accidentally murdering your dad with a magic sword, but it might mm-hmm. not actually be magic. Yay! Um, <laughs> and in any, so, like, she is sad, and they are sad, but, like, it's one of those sort of, like, bittersweet moments, because they got to have a reun- like, they got to be reunited, she got to sort of learn why they did what they did, they got to, like, tell her how they felt, and they say one last thing, like, please, please, like, take care of your father. Um, and they turn to crawl away, and they crawl towards Hakamenro. And, like, they sort of get to him, and he is sort of, like, still in his statue form, right? Like, he's laid out, but he is still all, like, gray-faced and so forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they sort of, like, crawl over to him, uh, which... 
I feel like has some additional significance because he is like their dad, but like their foster dad, but also their like ninja master slash like feudal lord, maybe. Yeah, because remember their parents were like Hakamenro's servants. And when their parents died, Hakamenro took them in. So they have this sort of like multi-layered significant relationship with Hakamenro. Yeah. And so like they're crawling over to him and it's like to their dad and to their teacher and to their like... Well, they say Lord is the way they refer to Yeah, to their Lord. And it's just this like crazy moment. And they so they crawl and they touch him. And they both turn into, like, energy again. And then they kind of flow into Hakamenro and then, like, out again and into the sky and into, like, a distant twinkling. Yeah. And Taro and Jiro. kind of always how Sentai shows do it when, like, a character of significance dies. Because, like, it is still a kid's show and you can have people die, but corpses are awkward. Yeah. And so... And so that is the end. That is well, the end of Taro. I mean, it is the end for those two. Yeah, sorry. I was gonna, I was, there was a dramatic pause, Matt, for Taro and Jiro. Okay. A moment of silence for Taro slash Jiro. Oh. Okay, so we cut back, and Tsurihime, she's like, wow, like, that was super powerful, and it sucked. But, like, I'm glad to know how they felt, and I will... Like, I will fulfill their promise. Like, the thing that they said, like, I will go on to, like, fight on and protect my father and protect the world and do all the stuff that they would have wanted me to do. Yeah. Oh, sorry. And then, Hakamenro gets up. Yeah. So, like, he flashes sort of yellow-ish, and there's sort of sparkles that come off of him. And he transforms out of the statue form into, like, regular old Hakamenro form. Yeah. He's, and he's back. Yeah, like that they in dying managed to break this spell. And so like he's no longer not only is he no longer a statue and being controlled by Daimyo, but like he's no longer stuck living in Daimyo's palace and like trying to get away and so forth. Like he is now just free and back. Which is super exciting. I mean yeah. for us, but especially for Surahime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh she's yeah, she is particularly excited. <laughs> Um, so there's, there's another, okay, there's a lot of like great emotional moments in these episodes. The next one comes immediately after this, where Hakamenro, after hugging Surihime, turns to the other four Kaku Rangers and like addresses the ball in turn and says, you guys, I'm so, so sorry. Like I've put you through hell. You have all sacrificed so much because of... Like, you know, to help save and protect me and because, you know, like had to work because of all the actions I was taking. Like, it was it was a huge sacrifice and I, I'm so sorry I burdened you with it. Like, will you please forgive me? And like Sasuke is now so, about to lose it. Yeah. No. I, oh, the, it's a, it's like Saizo. The rest of them, yeah, I think the rest of them are as, as well. But Sasuke to me is is selling it the most. Yeah. He's and then just like, yeah. No, 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 no. This is Saizo. Oh, that's right. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saizo. So Saizo comes back and says, he doesn't say, of course. He says, what are you talking about? Like, none of that was your fault. 
like you can't take the blame for literally any of this. It's like all Daimyo, and that dude sucked. Let's go murder him. Yeah. But like Saizo's immediate just like gut reaction of not only like, yes, you are forgiven, but like, why are you even bothering to ask for our forgiveness? Like, you are so okay that like the like the idea of you like asking to be forgiven is kind of crazy to me. Yeah. Like it's I your... loved that. Uh yeah, it was a that was a fantastic moment. And then from there, Daimo has sort of seen this whole thing happen. Right, because he's still floating overhead in his giant skull, like Batwing skull palace. Yeah, and he is, uh, he's furious. He's furious that his sister is dead. He's furious that they seem to have freed Hakamenro. And so he sort of like calls out to them and he's like, Die Rangers, the time has come. You're two years late on that one. Kaku Rangers, (laughs) the time has come to like kill you with my own hands. Rawr. And they say like, okay, well, I guess, I guess we'll fight you and win then, because that's kind of what it. we do. Uh, um, well, <laughs> what Sasuke says for the first of like, I swear, like twelve times over the course of this and the next episode, just yells, "Shut up!" Like that. <laughs> like I, I love that. That is his. He's just shut up. Just shut up. I just. Like he, he's just so sick of Daimyo at this point. Like every time he starts talking, Sasuke just like. It's not that he wants him, like, obviously he wants to kill him, but more than anything, he just wants to stop listening to Daimyo, like, talk about stuff. Yeah, he's really, really over it. So then uh, Daimyo pulls a pretty rad move, actually, which uh, is that he oh, turns... Oh, you mean what, he, when he turns his flying Batwing skull palace into, basically into Jet Hawken and slams it into the Kaku Rangers? Yup, that's the one where he just... <laughs> just a giant old fireball and launches himself. It's great. Um, the, the Kaku Rangers all get knocked down. They're sort of, like, stunned but getting back up. And in the end of this episode, we're just about to roll into the next one, at the end of this episode, um, Daimyo says, like, you actually don't know what I am. Like, you... Like, you don't like get you, it. Like, you think I'm just another yokai, but, like, I'm not, and now I'm gonna kill you. Okay, this right here, this is the sound of turning onto page two of my notes. That was the sound of me not turning onto page two of my non-notes. Oh, yeah, okay. So, surprising no one, episode 53 begins exactly where episode two, I'm sorry, 52 ended, um, with Damayo blowing them all up and shrieking that he was going to kill them all. Not shrieking, he always talks in that same sort of tone of voice. Yeah, he actually never gets too terribly excited about anything, uh, which I I think... I I think that that is because his face is largely immobile. Yeah, I was going to say, they do not give him, like, a real expressive costume, so... Um, so he, like, hops down out of his skull palace, um, sort of becomes a swirl of black energy, knocks them around, blows them up, and then lands sort of on the other end of where they're standing in the quarry, and says, like, now is the time for me to kill you with my own hands. Yeah. So they all, like, they, they're like, okay, fine, like, it's on, let's do it. Final battle, go. Yeah, so they all super henge. They dash over, like they've all got their swords, they do the whole thing. 
they are about to like go to town and just bully beat this dude when the three god generals appear. And they say, and they say like, Rangers. Hello, I am Mateki Shogun. You must wait. And they, they say, guys, you can't, you can't kill him. Right, like, you yeah. don't. Do, do, do not fall for his tricks. Um, and and the like, Rangers are super like, confused. What trick? We are fighting the monster. And uh, Damo is like, yeah, there's no trick. You should totally fight the monster. Come at me. Uh, and the three yeah. god generals are like, listen, dudes, no, seriously, you cannot attack Daimyo like this. It is a super bad idea. So Daimyo, like, tries to goad them a little more. He's like, they... what? No, that's that's crazy. Just <laughs> Don't listen to them. Me, guys. I'm your friend. Can do it. Believe me. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think maybe at this point he's a little try-hard, and they're like, okay, maybe we should step off and see what's happening. Um, Daimyo gets furious and says, okay, well, I'm going to the city. Um, if you don't find me and fight me and kill me, I am going to murder a bunch of people, so I guess I'll see you there. Right. So come get some. Uh, and so, okay. He disappears. The Kakarangers turn to the three god generals, who, even though they were physically right there like two minutes ago, have left and are now appearing as like a vision in the clouds. Yeah. Uh, and for so, seemingly no reason, but it's a cool look. Uh yeah, well, yeah, we've seen this before. This is kind of their this is their go-to. And so they say, listen. Here's the deal. Daimau is not a regular yokai. Right. He's not just powered by human hatred and despair. Like, he is, like, his body is made out of hatred. He is, like, the, he is specifically the living embodiment of hatred in the world. And if you hit him and, like, attack him and blow him up, then the shards of his body will fly all over the world and, like, you guys just beat Yamamba and, like, broke the power of that huge hatred cloud. But if you hit him again, like, if you get this guy, he's going to explode. That whole cloud is going to come back. And all of the yokai that you fought over the course of this whole year will immediately get all of their power back. Like, you super cannot do this. Yeah. And they're like, oh... Gosh, boy! That's, wow. Okay, they're that's like, a trick in it. They're like, we're. It's like a great, great moment of utter confusion on the part of the Cocker Rangers because they're like, we, we don't really know what to do. Then, like, right? Like our superpowers are explosion based, but you want us to bring him back alive, and I don't think we have any non-killing weapons. Oh, and then the three god generals were like, that's a good point. You don't get any of your weapons. They zap them all with eye lasers and all of the Kaku Rangers, like, untransform. Yeah, uh, it's pretty incredible. And they're like, this is your final test. Seikai, like, Seikai is the one who is most, like, vocal about this. He's like, I genuinely don't know what you want us to do. Yeah, he's like, I really, guys, uh, again, explosion-based... I'm very, very confused. Like, I feel like we've been on, like, one particular sort of track this whole time. Uh, also, to be fair to the Rangers, like, 
for the three god generals, like, guys, if you sort of knew that this was coming, it kind of would have been cool before you told the rangers to, like, put all of their level-up points into explosion-based superpowers. Hey, listen, man, it's their final test. You can't let somebody... It's Their final test is a pop quiz, and it would ruin the whole thing if they just let them know it beforehand. So anyways, they're like, go do it. And, and so, so they're like, I guess we'll go do it. Like, we don't have another option. I guess we're walking to town now. Yeah. So they just, they don't actually explain it, but they get back into town. Like how they get there. They just get there. So they get back into town and Daimau is invisible, it seems, to everybody but the rangers. Right. And we actually get, like, over the course of this, we get a couple of, like, really, really cool, sort of, like, creepy, weird shots. Because normally, of course, when we see, whenever we've seen Daimu, he's just, uh, you know, like, he's in his skull castle or, or whatever. And anytime we see a yokai out in the wild, like, people are freaking out because it's, like, a giant monster. But Daimau is is he's invisible, like to everybody, like we said, but the Rangers. And so we get a bunch of these really weird shots where it's it's just a dude in like a giant crazy monster costume, and he's just standing on the street, and he's like having dialogue with the Rangers about like all the stuff he's gonna do, and everyone's just walking right by him. Yeah, it's genuinely creepy. Also because since that suit doesn't move around a lot, like they're either getting shots of him standing still or him sort of like gliding like from place to place. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it's this very sort of spooky vibe. Uh, oh, I guess, by the way, uh, happy October. Uh, it is October 1st as we record this. So oh, yeah. it's just in time for spooky stuff to start happening on this show. Yeah. So, well, let me, the show's over now. So anyways, um, <laughs> So they, they confront him, and he's like, listen, uh, here's the deal. You can't take me alive. Like, it's absurd to even try. Let me show you. He clones himself, so there are three Daimaus, and they all split off in different directions. Yeah. Uh, the Kaka Rangers have to split up, so Tsunohime and Sasuke run after one of them. Saizo and Seikai run after another one, and then Jiraiya goes off on his own because Jiraiya's a boss and doesn't need any help. Right. Uh, and so they all split up. So we, we go to Sasuke and Tsunohime first. Uh, Daimai was standing like on top of some steps by a ledge. And it's like, hey, uh, I'm, I'm right here if you want to attack me. Uh, if you don't want to attack me, here's what's going to happen. He just picks up an old woman and drops her off the ledge. Um, so the, <laughs> Sasuke and Surihime like scrambled to like catch her so she doesn't die. They put her down. Daimai sort of shrugs, zaps them with some lasers, there's an explosion. They both fall over, and, like, that's the end of that scene. Uh, Sasuke does get a shut-up in there. I just want to throw that out. Oh, yeah. Just he absolutely that does. Out. Yeah, so uh, the next thing that we see is that Daimau appears, and he, like, pushes a baby carriage down a hill towards traffic. Mm-hmm. Jiraiya sees it, and he, like, runs and does, like, a crazy diving flip. And, uh, and he does manage to stop the, the baby carriage, so he saves the baby. And he's like, Daimo! Uh, and then we cut to Seikai and Saizo, who are running around, and there's no specific, like, threatening one-person thing, but Daimo just shows up and explodes a building, which is 
huge escalation from the other yeah. two. <laughs> um, I mean, listen, it, I don't blame him. He's a bad dude. Like, that's what he's supposed to be doing. It's just yeah, sort of like a coward, cowardice and evil is like the yokai's privilege or something, right? Yeah, absolutely. So he, you know, so like they're running around, they're trying to save people. And this right. is, this is sort of like the last, this was the, like the last thing. They, they finally, they track down, I guess, what is the, the real well, Daimaru. I, I, I think what happens is all three of those groups are chasing like one of the Daimaus and they all end up back in the same spot. And they all sort of like merge back in together and he's like, hey, so I guess you've had a few minutes to think about it. I guess it's time for you to transform and fight me now? Like, let's do it. Uh, and boy, they would love to. But they're not going to. Um, he says it's impossible to take me alive. They try to, like, dogpile on him. Just, like, jump on top of him and hope that that works. But it doesn't. He just throws them off. Yeah. And so it's uh, Jiraiya. He's like... He's like, dude, this is, he's like, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. And there does not seem to be a way to stop him or to like capture him. The three god generals are not helping. Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And and Sekai says, even if we do capture him, we don't know where the seal door is. Okay. Which, okay. Well, actually maybe Sekai doesn't know where it is. Sasuke and Saizo absolutely know where it is because they found it. Well, okay, they did find it, but if you remember, like, midway through the show, when he was coming out of the seal door, it was no longer on that island. It was, like, attached to the side of a building oh, that was, like, floating. that's right. And so that's I right. think so the seal door sort of, like, moves around. So they don't know where it is now. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Jirai is just like, I'm just going to stab this dude. Like, this is it. I just, there's no other version of this that works. I'm just going to stab this dude. And uh, and Sasuke's like, no, like, don't. Like, uh, the three god generals told us not to. We have to figure out a different way around this. Like, we, we can't. Like, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. And Dry's like, nope. I just, like, Sasuke, I hear you, but there is no other option anymore. I'm just going to stab him. Yeah, and so he goes to, like, begin to Henge when all of a sudden the vision of the three god generals appear once again and say, like, Jiraiya, stop it, you idiot. Don't, don't, we literally had a whole conversation about <laughs> this exact thing. This will appear on your employee review. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Consider this a verbal warning. We don't uh, want to go into your permanent file. <laughs> so, so, like, listen, we, they really spell it out now this time. They're like, listen, he's hate. We are, lo- what is it? Courage, hope, and love, right? Yeah. We are courage, hope, and love. And they're like, yeah, no, we heard you, the Rangers say. We heard you, but like, how do we, we don't know where the seal door is. We don't know how to trap him. And there's just like, even if we got rid of him, there's still hatred in people's hearts. How are we, are we supposed to do this? Right. And and, and then they have this sort of like 
epiphany moment. I think Sasuke does. It's yeah, it is. It's Sasuke. Where he's Which like, I dig that it's Sasuke. Kind of. I I a little bit would have preferred it if it was Tsurihime, but yeah. But I I do like that Sasuke has had a journey like throughout the course of this show from like complete screw up to like kind of wise dude. You know. Yeah. So he has this moment who is like, oh, like, he's hatred. Like, hatred is something that, like, it exists, right? Like, it, it exists everywhere and in everyone. Um, and you, like, you can't beat hatred. It's just there. The only thing that you can do with hatred is, like, struggle against it and put it away every day. Like, it's an everyday decision. It's not, like a one-time, like, blow it up with a bazooka thing. Like, you can't destroy hatred that way. The only thing that you can do is, like, every day you need to, like, take that hatred and put it away. The same thing with despair. The same thing with fear. Like, these negative emotions, you can't destroy them. You can only, like, struggle against them. And we get a quick montage of, of some people just, like like having a moment with themselves i guess mm-hmm. and so and then we flash and, back to the rangers and sasuke and, he's like the seal door we didn't know where it was it's in our hearts like we each have a seal door inside of ourselves yeah and like what we need to do is like take all of these negative things and like seal them away as best as we can. And Surihime is like, yeah, we could never have actually destroyed him. Like trying him like trying to would have been crazy. So now they need to figure out like how to get him into the seal doors of their hearts, which is like kind of amazing, right? Like it's a, it's a cool move. From Super Sentai, like, this is not something, like, I did not see this coming at all. Like, I fully just assumed that this was going to be, like, the three god generals were going to do it. Like, they were going to jump in their giant robots, and they were going to, like, punch this dude till he stopped moving, and then just, yeah. like, huck him behind the sealed door. Like, that was the, that, I assumed, was the plan. But it's not like, so, okay. So they're like, okay, now, now we've got it. Now we know what to do. Um, And so like now they're allowed to transform because now they have a plan that doesn't involve like shooting him with ninja lasers. Yeah. Like now they're like, okay, now we, we got it. We're good. Um, So they transform and uh, I'm sorry, just look at the part of my notes where it says the seal door was in your hearts all along. And, like, I know that that is the plot of this show, but, like, also that moment is so, like... That is about the most anime ending ever. Like, yes. there's no... Sorry, guys. There's no Tennyson poem to save you from this one. <laughs> like, but... But they do... It's good. Yeah, like, it's it's che- like it could be cheesy and dumb, but they actually earn it. Uh, I love it. I think it's amazing. So they they transform, and 
they are like, okay, like now we need to summon the seal door because like we don't need to go to where it is. It's here. It's all. It's everywhere. So we just need to get it here. Um, Daimaru is not pleased with this, and so he summons the flowery kuchuini. Gu- oh gosh, darn it! The flowery kunoichi. So Gumi. just man, so close, man. You know, I realized yeah. earlier this week that kunoichi is not the problem. It's following it up with Gumi that always throws me off. Because I was reading an Electra huh. comic. I know this is sort of a, like an aside, like right as we're getting near the end. I was reading a, one of the new uh, Electra comics in the new series. Um, and oh, she's yeah. like fighting Arcade. And Arcade refers to her as a Kunoichi. And first of all, I was like, oh, nice. I know oh. that word. And then when I read it, I read it out loud to myself. I'm like, yeah, that's no problem at all. Kunoichi is fine. Kunoichi Gumi is where it all gets messed up. Anyway, back to the show. Um, anyways, so they start to fight. They're like teleported weirdly. Like the, the seal door doesn't appear. Instead, all of them sort of get shifted to where the seal door is. Yeah. It's sort of like, I think they just kind of don't bother to, they're like, eh, whatever. Like they realize the seal door is in their hearts and that somehow gets them to the actual seal door that isn't in their yeah. hearts that they actually do really need to seal. Yes, there is the seal door in your hearts. And then there is also the one that's an actual door. Um, yeah. And so the, the so the flowering Kunoichi Gumi start coming at them, but like the three God generals up in the sky, just zap them all with eye lasers and they all just turn back into their natural form, which as you may recall, are cats. So now, which I really, I really hoped I did remember. Uh, I really hope you did not remember. <laughs> <laughs> so just like, and they're cats. It's, I mean, yeah, if you had, if you had skipped that earlier episode, you're like, eh, I don't need to necessarily see all of the episodes of this show. And then in the finale, I'm sorry, the finale was last episode. In the final episode, like the three God generals just shoot these lady ninjas with eye lasers and turn them into cats. That would be a very weird moment. Oh, <laughs> uh, but they do okay. and like the rest of the scene like it's a very cool scene but like the rest of okay so the the cockroaches are trying to wrestle uh Daimyo into the seal door like it's there it's open they're pushing him towards it they're having trouble of course like cuz he's like this big strong yokai um he sort of like shakes them off and grows to a giant size but the three god generals are still there. The three god generals and ninja man are still there. And they, like, they don't attack, obviously, because they can't. But they kind of, like, grapple with him for a bit and zap him with enough, like, god general goodness lightning that he is forced to, like, shrink back down and get zapped down to where the cocky rangers are. Yeah. So he lands down by where the Cocker Rangers are. They go right back to trying to shove him into the door. There's this cool moment where, like, Damaru has this sort of, like, gem thing on his chest. This sort of, like, sigil deal right in the middle. Yeah, it's I'm not totally sure what it is. And, like, I always figured it was a decorative thing. But all of a sudden, like, five or six, like, cool, like, animated colored ghosts fly out of his chest and are swirling around. And that's cool. Yeah, well, nothing actually happened, so it's not super clear what this attack is, except that it's, like, his last-ditch kind of, like, get-off-of-me attack. Uh, But it doesn't work. And there's, like, a really, like... Even though we know that he is going to get trapped behind this seal door, there's, like, a legitimately, like, tense, sort of, like, intense moment where they're, like, 
trying to jam him in. And he's like, no, let me out. Like, you'll never destroy the hatred. Um, and they're like, no, and they get him back in. Um, it's pretty, like, it's a pretty moving moment. Well, you know, I was a little concerned in this moment because, like, listen, uh, like, Cocker Ranger does not tend to be as raw as Jetman, but if you will recall the early episodes of Cocker Ranger, like, the way that they got him into the sealed door, they weren't able to shut the door and, like, get him behind the door and close it. They all went behind the sealed door. Like, the, yeah, like all this of the is co- their ninja, their ninja ancestors. Yeah, and so for a moment, I was like, "Oh gosh, are all of the Cocker Rangers just gonna get like stuck in yokai hell forever?" Uh, but they don't. Yeah, thankfully. I thought that that was where this was going. Or like, right. somebody they, they don't was gonna get stuck in there. Or like, Hakamenru was gonna have to like run out and tackle Daimyo through the door, which is actually what I thought was gonna happen. That also would have been pretty rad, but no, that doesn't happen either. Yeah, they just get him behind the door. Um, the three god generals say, like, okay, take your Doron chargers. I did it. I did your old thing. Take your Doron changers. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. At this point, it's like it's uh. quarter after ten. Uh, we've been doing this for a while. Um, <laughs> take your Doron changers, like, place them on the seal door, and that is what will sort of, like, seal it. Yeah, that that's that's what'll do it. So they do, and it does. And but this of course means and that's it. Yeah, like like they won. They win. Like they don't have their Doran changers anymore, but like they don't need them because the yokai are gone. Yeah, that is that is the one thing, is that they are now sort of bereft of their ninja powers, but but it's cool. Like, they, they did the thing they needed to do. So, like, it's all right. And, like, they walk out, and they're just sort of standing there for a second, like, and the smoke is clearing, and they're all just sort of, like, staring at each other. And they all of a sudden, like, they fall into this group hug, and they're just jumping up and down and sort of, like, laughing and crying and saying, like, we did it. We actually did it. It's over. We won. And I really loved this moment because I feel like you kind of don't get this a lot you know like but we definitely well we didn't get it in die ranger die ranger actually i think looking back at it has the sort of like the bleakest ending of any of any of the series oh where like you just get to discover that like this is actually a generational fight that your children will have to do but hopefully they'll be better prepared than you were yeah and then at the end of jetman Jetman is great, but not in in this way. Yeah, it is. It's a really, it's a really nice. It's just like moment a really like that we get for the it's a cool, Rangers. like emotionally honest moment of just like kind of falling apart and not knowing how to deal with like the intense release and happiness of the fact that like oh my gosh, like it's actually done. We did it. And the three god generals appear, yeah. like, in the sky above them again. They say, like, yeah, um, great job, dudes. <laughs> like, you 100% saved the day. Like, that's it. Yeah, you were, we're good. We're good um, now. But they say, like, listen, the, the future of world peace sort of depends on there never being enough sort of, like, hatred energy to exist that will let the yokai resurrect themselves. Like, that is the future that we need to work on now. Like, you've, you've won the war. Now you need to, like, secure the peace, basically. Yeah. And that is your... Like, that is your next 
task. Yeah, that is what we are like, leaving you with. Yeah, you you need to do that. Uh, and they're like, okay, man, well, we're going to, I guess we're going to do that. And then Hakamenro appears again. Yeah, well, Nekamaro drives up. And in Nekamaro are Boone oh, yeah, and right. Hakamenro. And Hakamenro at this point has changed out of his, like, yokai strategist, like, evil clothing. It is wearing, like sort of like white ninja clothes because of course he was the white Kaka Ranger previous to Sirihime. Yes. Which I thought was a great look for and him. So yeah, uh he does have very, very bad fake sideburns. Oh my gosh, Dave. The some of my my second to last notes, uh or I guess third to last notes for the entire series are Hakamenru's sideburns are and I, I wish I could express to you how much of the page I have taken up by writing the word terrible. Because, like, the, yeah, the line, it's like they glued them on and then forgot that makeup existed and that they could kind of blend that line in. They're just like, ah, spirit gum, get, do it. <laughs> We're almost done. Yeah. Line. But yeah, I they're noticed. super, Cocker super Ranger, bad. I noticed. It took me 22 yeah. years, but I, 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 I found you out. <laughs> um so Surihime there's sort of an odd moment where uh where it seems like Surihime is like maybe doesn't feel free to to go with the rest of the Rangers. Right. Like she is like just reunited with her dad and Hakamenaru is like, no, listen, um you go do your thing. Boot and I will be waiting for you at home. Like Right, like I'm, I'm good now. Like I'm good, and I'm back. Like you already saved me. Like it's cool. Like, go, you can like, go save everyone else. That's cool. Right. And then, like, they all get on Nakamaro. They're like, "Hey, Nakamaro, like it is time for like us to have another adventure." But like this adventure is just them being like missionaries for being chill. Like that, I think, is what their like with, their new life with is. Crates. Yeah, like they're going, they're gonna like yeah. go around the country selling crepes and telling everyone to just like be cool and be excellent to each other. Yeah, and that's like that's the thing. And then it just like they get into Nekamaru, and we get like they yeah. drive off. We we get like a little musical montage as they're driving away over the final credits. It's the opening song, but it's got all new words that are sort of like the "Hey, we're at the end of the adventure" sort of stuff. And it was really cool. There is a there is an epilogue though, like a little like button on the end of the episode, um, where it cuts to like behind the seal door where all of the yokai are like having this like evil like night parade. Where they're wandering around saying, like, we cannot feel our power. Like, we're stuck here and we hate oh, the Cocker Rangers. We're so upset. But, like, someday we will return if you just give us the hatred. Which is a nice little, like, button yeah. on the end to be like, hey, kids, don't hate each other. Or else, like, Rokurokubi will be coming back. The, the yokai will come back. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it and... was cool at that moment to, like, see all our old, not friends, because they're, like, horrible monsters who wanted to kill people. But it was a cool moment. Right. And that's it. That's Cocker Ranger, baby. Yeah. That's game, man. Uh, we, okay, we are not going to spend a lot of time talking about, like, the end of this episode and the end of the series as a whole, because that is all of what next week's episode is going to be. 
is all of that sort yeah. of like dissection and wrap up and trying to rank whether or not Daimao is better or worse than Zydos. Um, so we will get to all that later. But Dave, this week we do have at least one more segment on the show because Yamaba is dead. That's right. So we now get to decide how she fares in the creature royale. Okay, so quick gut check. I think that the easiest starting place is uh, Yamamba was introduced in the same episode as Dai Darabachi. Um, do we put her above or below that? And of course the answer is below because Dai Darabachi was amazing. Is, yeah, obviously below. She's not nearly as cool as Dai Darabachi. Okay, so let's let's try to find other good comparison points because she is sort of like the monster in the last episode that isn't the like final bad you know like she's the last strongest monster of the week yeah so we could look at potentially lieutenant shiryu mm-hmm. uh but really what i'm thinking of is thunder uh, thunder is our last okay i i see where you're going with thunder because thunder fulfilled a similar purpose in uh die ranger except Thunder, like, Thunder didn't have a really good episode where he was, like, pretending to be a innkeeper and, like, kidnapping children. Okay, that's so, like, true. we have to account for both parts of Yamamba when we're doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a good point. All right. Well, let me, let's jump up a fair ways uh, because Thunder is, like, pretty close to the bottom. Okay, here's another important character to this series. Do you think that Yamamba is better or worse than Dr. Yagami? Ooh. Right, because they're both sort of like supporting named characters, right? Like Dr. Yagami was very much Young Noble Jr.'s like head lackey yeah. in the same way that at least at the end of the series, Yamamba was Daimyo's head lackey. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Dr. Yagami made a bunch of cyber, like robot parts and that was cool. And if we go too much above Dr. Yagami, we start hit well, immediately above Dr. Yagami is the key clown. And yeah, and she's not, she is not in key clown territory. Like no way. But I also don't think I want to put her too far below Dr. Yagami. Like, because below Dr. Yagami is the, the Kabuki novice from Die Ranger. Um, and then mm-hmm. the, uh, k- the nine-tailed Kitsune. And then she's got to be better than Apartment Building Dimension, right? Like, Apartment Building Dimension is, a ver- is an amazing visual. But, like, there's not a character to that. Whereas Yamamba was, yeah, like, she was just... Daimo's sister. Like, she had something to prove. She had, like, this really cool setup with, like, her brother who was also a mountain. Uh, like, her rage at her brother being killed is what got her turned into, like, the end boss of this, you know, like, the the second to last boss of the full series. Like, apartment building dimension is very cool, but I feel like if you were just stacking them up against each other, Yamamba is better. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. So, so that puts us between Dr. Yagami and Apartment Building Dimension. Uh, like I said, in there we have Kabuki Novus and the Nine-Tailed Kitsune. Where do you think, in that small range, Yabamba 
is going to fall. Uh, I like her than... I think I like her more than the Kitsune. Okay. So maybe toss her right in between Kabuki Novus and the Kitsune? Yeah, it's tough, man. Because like as a monster, I don't like her nearly as much as Kabuki as the Kabuki sure. Novus or the Kabuki Boy. But she is the vector for a lot of really cool she's stuff. She's in happening. a really great couple. Like she's in two episodes, but those episodes are really fantastic. Yeah. So I I'm cool with that. I would say actually put her. You know what? Noting that, I'm going to say, let's put her just below Dr. Yagami. Okay, so between Dr. Yagami and Kabuki Novus, that puts her at, what's that, number 17 on our list? Uh, yeah. All right. I feel pretty good about that. That's a, that's a pretty good yeah, showing, definitely. especially considering that the list is now like, how many people are on this thing? 81 monsters long? Yeah, it's pretty... Like, there's a lot in there, man. And we actually still... We've got to get back. We've got to finish out doing all the, the Dimension Monsters from Jetman. It's, it's been yeah, a minute, I, I would man. like to maybe do that as a sort of um, tied-over episode. It, like, after we really finish up all our wrap-up stuff on Cockranger, but before we move into O-Ranger. Yeah, maybe we'll get to that soon, guys. But I think that's going to do it for us this week. Yeah, Dave, that is going to do it for another episode of View to a Cocker Ranger, the final proper episode of the season. Uh, yeah. Weird, right? Uh, before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all that you can email the show at supersentibrothers at gmail.com. You want to get any t- updates on future episodes or the things we're talking about on Twitter or any updates on the stuff that we're doing sort of in between seasons, that's going to be going up at Super Sentai Bros on Twitter. Uh, if you like the show... Yep. Please remember that Shining in Apple Podcasts, there are five stars in the review section. Guys, I'm trying to I'm trying to switch it up so that I say the right name. It's it's a little clunky. <laughs> we're, we're all we're getting there. We're working towards it together. That'll we're that'll be a goal for season four. Uh, rate review, subscribe on there. That's what's going to help new people find the show, uh, which is a good time for them to do it in a couple of weeks. So tell your friends, tell your family. Super Sentai Bros are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. You can find any of the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows on RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth. Kaku!